Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley, joined as always by Allison Wiener and Lawrence Patchman Lang. Guys, how are we doing tonight? It's a small crew tonight. It's a very yeah. small crew tonight compared we're, to our normal. You know, we're like three-fifths of the Spirit Squad right now, you know? <laughs> There's only three of us here, and you know, we're or missing... Three-fifths of the bloodline, too. Yes. We're missing, we're missing Nikki and Mikey. Or, or or Mikey and Mitch. Mikey and Mitch, there we we're, go. We're missing Mikey. We're missing Mike the Pun Master. And then we're missing, unfortunately, we're going to call Jeff Mitch right now. <laughs> I like it. I think it fits him well. All right. Uh, we are going to just go through uh, Elimination Chamber 2023 and give off their star ratings for each match. Uh, Allison and I did live reactions to this. Uh, just Patchy, just for your input quickly what do you think of the pay-per-view as a whole yeah you know what for the things that i was able to watch you know thank god for the youtubes and you know them having them available unlike my wi-fi i enjoyed it thoroughly you know a couple hiccups here and there but you know solid pay-per-view you know great setup for the big one that's coming up in a few weeks Mm -hmm. which is obviously, of course, WrestleMania. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. But let's go back and look at this pay-per-view. Uh, we started off with Asuka defeating Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez to win the Raw Women's Championship Elimination Chamber match. She will now face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Allison, what do you think of this match? Oh, I definitely enjoyed this match. It's actually... Out of all the women's elimination chamber match, this one became my favorite. You had so much story to tell. You had a lot of extremities. And if you have not watched YouTube, actually, they did a whole what it feels like to be in the pod. And everyone was just enjoying themselves, especially Carmella. I love like one of the parts she was just like sitting there. like, hi, Raquel. I see you. <laughs> it, yes. Uh, what would you give your star rating? I definitely give it like a four out of five. Patchy, you know, there's still glimmers of hope for Liv Morgan, you know, making Liv Morgan look strong. But, you know, this was the match designed for the redesigned Asuka. Because mm. we know we're going to finally get, hopefully, redemption for Miss Asuka at WrestleMania from, you know, past experiences with her at Mania. Mm -hmm. Just a great way for Asuka to win the chamber and head on to face Miss Belair. At Mania. Three and a half stars. I'm with you, Patch. I'm going to give this three and a half stars. This was a very, very fun match. I mean, obviously, got to talk about Asuka first. She looked like the killer that I think we all want her to be. And just, she looked great in this match. But I think what was so great about not only this match, but the other chamber match we'll get to is everybody looked good in them. Nobody came out of them looking weak. I mean, Nikki Cross. I mean, yeah, she was the first one eliminated. But... It took Raquel spearing her through a pod to eliminate her. And that's the Liv Morgan, two people to submit her. Right. It took Liv Morgan, two people to submit her. I mean, Liv Morgan with the sunset flip off the pod onto Raquel Rodriguez was my favorite spot of this match. Liv Morgan, and I said it during the live reactions, like Liv Morgan needs to be a champion of this company. Please. It's just, mm. Uh, but everyone looked good. Natalia got her hometown pop, and she got a couple couple sharpshooters in. Carmella, I mean, as far as being the weakest one in the match, 
She still looks decent. She got a good couple super kicks in, uh, got a couple uh, pinfalls on some people. So they definitely kept everyone looking good until the very end. And then, of course, you have Asuka going over and she'll face Bianca. I I can't wait for that match. WWE, do not drop this one. Asuka wins, period. So so you can say Carmella looked F-A- B L O U S. We got the U. Yeah, you know, I, spelling wasn't my forte in the world. You get the, you get the point of the joke. Uh, but yes, I give this three and a half as well because this was a fantastic match, fantastic opener to the show. Really made every every woman look good. Then we get to, I think, the big down point of the show, and it was Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar by disqualification. After about five minutes, Brock Lesnar just hit a low blue, low blow on Lashley out of the hurt lock to win by disqualification. He then hit a couple F5s on the ref, a couple F5s on Lashley, and then walked away. Uh, I give this a half star. This was not good. I don't know. It, it, talk about a match that I think we all wanted to see, but these two just do not have chemistry. They mm-hmm. do not want to work together. I I don't know. Or it's either they don't want to work together or they just they don't mesh at all. Um, so yeah, this is a dream match that I think it's just been done to death. None of their matches were good. This obviously being a not so great match and a terrible finish. I give it a half star. I thought it was very, very bad for these both these guys allison i also thought this was definitely the sloppiest out of the three this should have been this should have ended not an elimination chamber this should have been at wrestlemania bobby should have said we do it on my time we don't do it at chamber we do it at mania it probably been better it would probably been a lot better if it was in mania than chamber i agree with you actually i don't mean given any stars i go you're going zero wow i'm going with it's, zero it was who said Oh, All right, is- Patchy, what about you? I'm going to go a quarter star. All right. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the quarter star. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? I think I guess the saving point to this match or the ending of the match is Brock just going ballistic and throwing a, ha- a, tant- a hissy fit. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you know what? At, at, at least the ref got a pop out of this. He yeah. did. He got put over. It's just... Yeah, it's funny because if you had talked about this like a couple of years ago, we all would have said, oh, Lashley, Lesnar, that match could be amazing. And then this just happened. It's like, mm, mm-hmm. they don't work well together, apparently. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully this crap. Yeah, uh, hopefully this is just the ending of this. Yeah, um, I mean, we kind of know where we're going to be next with WrestleMania for both of them, too. Don't get me started with half that. I'll be honest. Really? I think we, yeah, I, I think it's a swerve. I don't think we're getting Lesnar versus Omos because that Omos challenged Lesnar this past week on Raw. I don't think we're getting that because if we do, Triple H, you yeah, you drop the ball massive. Or, or, or as you know, the as um the theory I proclaimed a couple weeks uh about I think two weeks ago, we'll get Brock and Gunther at SummerSlam as a marquee match. And Wait, you think we're going to get Mania? Or do you think we're getting Lesnar Omos, really? Uh, you know, in, in the strange words, you know, we, we put it this way. This is kind of like, I think this happened at WrestleMania, Batista versus Drake Holly. No, it's happened, that happened we, at SummerSlam. 
Summers. So there you go. This is a Batista-like great Kali match where you know you you need something to what get get yeah hypothetically to once again the words of Mick Foley. I said this off air. Think of the pop. You know, Brock picks up Omos and F fives him. Kind of like it, when Batista it, spine busted Great Kali. It's kind of like uh, I get it, Mick but and then Hulk and then you know. Andre. Or Hogan, you know, slamming Andre, you know, that's a way, you know, memorable moment that's memorable, you know. I guess I, people I, I guess people would go bananas for Brock F5 and Omos at WrestleMania. That's a kind of WrestleMania moment. Think of Cesaro when he <laughs> lift up Big Show like nothing and just dumped him over the top rope. Just, Highlight moment. So they're, Triple H is probably looking for that type of moment, and then he will slowly build up Brock versus Gunther at SummerSlam, and then that can be your, you know, your we'll go a co-main event because I think Gunther's on the rise and we might have ourselves a brute of a match at SummerSlam and they wanna draw a ticket to that. You know, See, we, I think I think Gunther they is... just they just can't throw everything kind of like what um New Japan does with Wrestle Kingdom, where they just give you everything and then you know they just like here have it all. See, I think I think Gunther's doing something else at SummerSlam, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, I just I don't understand why tri both Triple H and Vince for some reason just love Omos. I don't get it. And with Lashley, can we just get the hurt business together already? Just do it or don't. So, so the the a new theory to that is it's going to be the hurt business versus the Wyatt at Mania. Wyatt who? The Wyatt faction. I mean, do you can you keep a secret? Who, who's saying, else? But who's else in the Wyatt faction? There's talks of Eric Young. I'll calm down over there, Mister. You, the, I, we don't know. Let's put it this way: we don't think know. about. If you have not seen the Firefly Funhouse skit, uh, I just—it's only a secret right now. We I, we know we we know Bo Dallas is ninety-eight percent sure he's Uncle Howdy. I, mean, I think they said that the hands and like the Firefly Funhouse who's playing with the two Undertakers is probably Bliss. So, you know. uh, I just, uh, unless something big happens at Mania, I, I'm still just kind of off Bray Wyatt. He's too ambitious for wrestling. I'll keep saying that till the heavens come crashing down. I'm just, he's too ambitious. I, mm. Anyway, um, all right. Let's get back into the review. Uh, we go into a mixed tag team match next as Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated the Judgment Day, considering a Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley uh, by pinfall. Interesting choice here, Patchy. I really thought this was the easiest match to call, but they went with Edge and Beth Phoenix. Well, well, you know, you obviously Balor ate the pin. Right. You don't have Ripley eat the pin. That's, you know, that ruins her momentum to WrestleMania against Charlotte. Okay, you know. Once again, we're in Canada. Let's give Edge a little, a little um, moment. Well, I wouldn't say momentum. You know, give give him the moment in Canada. You know, when's the next time we might we might see Edge on pay per view in Canada? Give him his moment. You know, many more moments for Balor and Ripley. You know, we're gonna hopefully get a good moment for Ripley at Mania against Charlotte. But once again, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. It, if anything, it hurts Balor anything and that's not even saying that it's not it does it's gonna hurt Ballard. it's just it's that match that's just put together to say hey heroes versus villains boom go at it go at it go put on a good match for us give us 
give the fans what they want, and that's what they did. They delivered. Okay, Beth mm-hmm. Beth looked a little sloppy here and there. No big deal. <laughs> it happens with ring rust where yeah. when you don't wrestle a match in a while. But it, it still a good match. Three stars, you know. It, okay, it, have Judgment Day win to keep their momentum going towards us and many. You can do that. Or, you know, just say, hey, Edge and Beth, here, here's a win. Right. Here's your redemption against these two for what they did to you at when you know Beth got concertoed. Right. Allison? I mean, there were some good moments. Like, for example, the way they finished, they used FTR's, formerly known as the Revival's Shatter Machine, to get the pinfall victory, which I'm like, I love the shout out to them. Mm-hmm. You also got the interference with Dom. And as you've seen in our live stream, they were swearing at him. Like, you build up Dominic Mysterio as well. Like, mm-hmm. I would probably, I'm definitely going to give it three stars as well. I mean, I know it could have gone either way. I feel like there was something missing though in that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it three stars as well. I think it's a fun, it was a fun tag match. I just, uh, just the fact that they're still going with the feud. It's like, oh, uh, the only way, here's the thing. And, <clears throat> Here's the only way that I'm happy with this is that at WrestleMania, you've got to do that Hell in a Cell match that you were supposedly doing at the Rumble. Demon Balor versus Edge and Balor has to win because Edge. There's right. That's what I'm doing it. Do it at WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying, though. Like Balor has to win that match. We'd be OK with this because you have done this feud since like June, June of last year. Like it has to end. Yeah. And so, so if, do we get then? So then we get Brood Edge versus Demon Ballad. I was gonna say that, and then we get the podcast for Judgment well, Day. Well, well, here's the thing: you could do whatever you want with this. The Judgment Day have to go over because if Edge wins again, it then it accomplishes nothing. Because right. if if Edge just beats Ballard inside Hell in a Cell, no Edge didn't get more over than he already was, and Ballard just looks like a like a whip. Balor has to win, and then the feud has to be over. If you do that, fine. But this feud has gone on so long. It's just been weird. So just get to that point, and I'll forgive everything before it. But you got to have Balor win, or else I'm going to be very upset. All right. Up next... We get an Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship as Austin Theory uh, retained his championship against Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, I'm just going to go first on this one. I give this four and a half stars, and I'm putting my stamp on this. I think this is the best Elimination Chamber match in history. Ever. I think it, it it holds up to every other chamber match. I think it's better than that. The athleticism was insane. And like I said with the first chamber match, every single person looked so good in this match. Bronson Reed, it took like six super kicks and three finishers to take down Bronson Reed. So he looks like a monster. Johnny Gargano got a great run. He, Him and Seth with that incredible hurricanrana off the top of the pod onto everybody. Montez Ford is going to be a future world champion because, good Lord, they gave him everything in this match. Damian Priest continues to look great for the Judgment Day. Seth Rollins is He's the best wrestler in the company right now. He just continues to prove so. And then Austin Theory gets a massive win 
elevating his stock even more. Everybody went into this chamber match and came out looking in a better spot than they were when they went in. And then, of course, you further the Logan Paul, Seth Rollins storyline. I don't get how Logan Paul is the best wrestler ever, apparently, but... Not. He is, though. I told you. I told you he would get involved. Well, I knew he would, too. Everything... He does is perfect. He does a better buckshot lariat than Hangman Page does. The, the The Rumble spot was insane. His match with Miz was insane. His match with Roman was match of the year candidate. This guy is just somehow born to do this, apparently. His match with Rollins could be fantastic at Mania. Oh, but I, if it happens, it better be over 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. But you that's know what a he's gonna do. You know what he's going to do at WrestleMania? He's going to pull off the Phoenix Splash better than Rollins. <laughs> oh my he God. probably will. He probably will at this rate. Uh, but back to the Chamber match. I, it made the U.S. title look look very like uh, like a high-praised championship to win. Everyone looked better going into this than they came. The, or everyone looked better coming out of this than they went in. Everyone looked great. I think this is the best Chamber match in history. Four and a half stars. Allison? I'm about to tell you right now. This became top, and this overcame my other four, which was the 2003 Elimination Chamber, the 2006 Elimination Chamber match, and New Year's Revolution, where Edge cashed in right after. Oh. 2017, when Bray Wyatt won. 2019, where you got Kofi Mania. This became the official number one match. I agree with you. It is four and a half stars. Every one of them had their moments, and everyone, like, about everyone did get sort of a pop in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, at, you were right about something. At the end, everyone came out stronger. I can't wait to see what the future holds. I know we're going to get Seth and Logan Paul at Mania. Johnny Gargano, I mean, most likely it's going to be, we're going to see him against Cena with the whole now versus forever. I mean, theory. I just theory. <laughs> <laughs> theory. All right. Okay. I, I am tongue tied. That's good. We know, we know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Patchy, your thoughts? Yeah. It's not my great, my favorite elimination chamber ever. My still holds back when Michaels won and then Bray Wyatt. So I'll put it three because, you know, Shawn Michaels has come back to win the mm. world title. Great moment for chamber. Great way to do it in the other side. Inside those chamber. Like you guys said, it looks, everyone looks great. We're going to get theory versus Cena. We're going to get Paul versus Rollins. You know, priest is going to probably be in some match against somebody. For the Judgment Day, we're gonna probably see Bronson Reed maybe win something. He might go win the Andre Giant. That, that's my thing. That. That's my. And thinking. then, and then you know Gargano. If we get Champa back, we can have D. We can have those two back together, and then and we can maybe the and, and maybe and maybe the they can be the other and they can be the other USO tag match at Mania. Hmm. Uh, cause see, here's the thing. But see, here's the thing, Patchy. DIY, you don't just put it back together. You do the Seth Dean story where it takes them forever to get back together, but they just slowly come back. And then you have that moment where they finally reunite. You basically do the reverse of their NXT story. It takes them so long to like get back to like trusting each other. And then that moment where they finally come back together, oh, it's going to be magical. Or you do what they did with Blackpool Combat Club with Moxie versus Danielson. You fight for blood. And then, but then that beats the respect of the both of them back and all that stuff. I, I, I think you, but yeah, everybody looks so good in this. Uh, what'd you give it, Patchy, for your stars? Uh, four stars. Yeah. Yeah. So for me personally, I think Allison said this is my favorite chamber match in history, but 
you know, I could understand someone liking some of the other ones better, but this one to me was just, oh, perfect. But speaking of perfect, <laughs> Roman Reigns def- uh, defending his universal, undisputed universal championship against Sami Zayn, the main event. You only get this every 10 years or so. The perfect heel, the perfect face, in in the perfect setting with the perfect crowd, five star match. This was perfect. Reigns and Zayn went out there and put on an absolute show. The near falls got you because what was perfect about this match, Allison, when you and I were watching, is that we were fairly certain Roman was going to retain, but there was that tiny sliver of hope of really. No. But but what if they do? But what if they have Sammy win? And I think that made you hold on to everything. And of course, Reigns and I think Zayn put together a beautiful match because of that. I mean, obviously, Sami Zayn to me is is the best babyface they have going right now, maybe other than Cody Rhodes. But to me, every time I watch one of these matches, it's just amazing to me of how is this Roman Reigns, the guy four years ago who we were telling to go away because he was terrible at everything and now he's just this he carries everyone to a five-star match everything he does is perfect he wasn't terrible four years ago he was just shoved down our throats religiously but But how he gets a 99 rating on wwe 2k23 yes but it's it's just a testament to how good he is i mean name me a title defense of his that has been less than a four-star match you can't I don't think there's been a single match of his that's been a less than a four-star match. Every match he had with Jay was great. Every match he had with KO was great. The Mania match with Brian and Edge was great. The match with Mysterio was great. SummerSlam versus Brock was great. I mean, maybe the title unification match. That's the only one I could see that's not a four-star match because he got injured halfway through it. But Reigns is on a different level. He is truly in God mode, and Sami Zayn played the perfect foil for him. Yeah, like I said, this was absolutely perfect. Five-star match, Patchy. Five stars. Like, like we all knew Roman was going to win because, you know, we want the Roman-Cody moment. Just to have Worlds Apart back is just a little extra. Mwah. Yeah. No, not n- not the new theme he got when he came back as the conspiracy Zane. No, we got yeah. the we got the old Ole back, and and, you know, it reminds you of that night when he came, when he came out to it on Bliss's talk show on Raw, and the crowd and like just the, wouldn't stop. <laughs> the crowd wouldn't stop. They played the music again, and then, you know, like whoever did that, great a couple years ago. This is just perfect because you know we're we're getting ready for maybe S- Sammy Mania, Zayn Mania, wherever you want to classify it as. You know, it he might not be in the world title match where we know we get the payoff of him winning winning the big one. We want, you know, hopefully we get it with him and KO beating the Usos because we'll probably see the the Usos, both of them finally kick Zayn out. And then, you know, it's going to be that magical moment, night one of WrestleMania. If the talks are true, it's going to be the main event of night one, KO and Sammy versus the Usos for the tag titles. And, 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 oh, and to think a, and to think a tag match is well we haven't seen it in a long time right. a and tag I don't match think, close out mania 
And I don't think you'll ever get this chance again. Like, you'll never have the tag team championships involved in a story like this where they could be the main event of WrestleMania. So that's why I've always argued you got to have this match as the main event of night one because you're never going to get this chance with the tag team titles ever again. You can hit a giant reset on your tag division, WWE, if you do it. If you do that right, giant reset button on the tag division with Sammy and KO winning with the Usos involved in everything. So... I mean, think about it. We could, you know, e- even if DIY doesn't go after the tag title, the other tag titles, we get DIY, DIY versus Sammy and KO. That would be a five-star match on its own. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, please. I'll take 10. You can, you but, can get, you know, you can get, <laughs> you can get, um, <laughs> crap, I'm drawing a memory blank right now. I mean, um, I was going to go with the Big E song, you know, three, eight enough, but you need five. Yeah. Um. All right, well, Allison, your thoughts on the main event. Oh, my goodness. It was the best way to end an Elimination Chamber match. And this is the first nomination I am putting in for our face turn 2023 match of the year. Oh, yeah. I sealed, guaranteed, it is already on this podcast, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to have to go back to it to remember it. But, oh, my gosh, when we were watching this, Noah, we were on our feet. Oh yeah, I it was incredible. And and here's the thing, is that the match itself, if you go back and watch it move for move, it's probably like a four, maybe four and a half, you know. But when you throw the crowd into it, oh five yeah. star match. Like yeah. that that you need the crowd to make a five star match. And then the and this crowd oh. it did this was the I mean, this is on level with Cena Punk at Money in the Bank. And Cena RVD at at One Night Stand. It it's definitely the, gave you the Cena RVD One Night Stand in Montreal. Oh yeah, again. Uh, the the highlight of that was was there was a sign that says if Sammy loses, we'll leave it in an orderly fashion. <laughs> I didn't see what? that. There was a sign there, that said there that. was a, there was a sign that said if 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 Zayn loses, we'll we, we, we will leave it in an orderly fashion. So you mean if Sammy loses, we riot. That there, there was a tiny sign that I think there was down on the entrance ramp where someone had if Zane loses, we arrive. But there was a sign somewhere up in the stands that did say if Zane loses, we leave in an orderly fashion. That's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> we leave in an orderly fashion. Yes, we will still be polite. They're too Canadian to be to riot. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I was sure in 1997 with the Montreal screw drop. You know what? Well, 20 years ago in the Attitude Era, you know, things were hostile back then. Yeah, a little bit. 20 20 years later, you know, you know, the Montreal Screwdriver, everyone still, you know, boos Michaels when he comes out. But, you know, that's because Michaels was a part of that, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How it is in Chicago, like when the elite comes out, everybody boos them now. Yeah, that it's almost like these towns are are turning heel. You've got Long Island, New York, will always cheer MJF, so they're heel now. You've got <laughs> Chicago's gonna cheer Punk, so they're heel now. Uh, Montreal, I don't think is heel. They're just Punk could be heel. the biggest heel in the world. Chicago would still cheer him. Yeah, oh, Chicago would still yep. love him. Like he's like yeah, he's like he's the biggest thing of it in the world. Um, but yeah, just oh, when you get a crowd like this, it's it's just. You you know, and you know what's crazy, Patchy. You know we've and Allison, we've talked about this so much. Is like, oh, do you have Sammy at Mania? Do you have Sammy at Mania? I think honestly, it's more of a crime if you didn't have Zayn here. Yeah, because if you didn't have Zayn versus Roman at at Chamber, 
I think that's even bigger crime because you miss out on this crowd. Um, because obviously I think if you, if you say wait until Mania, I think Mania would have given him a big pop, but nobody's going to do it like Montreal did for him. I think so this it, is probably the smartest thing Triple H did is to let Sammy has, have his moment now because, I mean, everyone's still going to say, will, they, will Sammy get involved in the WrestleMania? Well, I mean, right now it's going to end up being Cody versus Roman. I mean, right. well, and, and we'll I think... See. I'll go. You know what? You go, then I'll go. I'm sorry. Okay. I and I think what's no, you're good. And I think what's genius about this whole thing is that what was the other main concern we've had about this? Are the fans going to turn on Cody? I see no instance where they're turning on Cody. Cody is still beloved as a babyface, and so I mean, Cody was in Ottawa, Canada. He was still getting cheered. I, if he's well, still yeah, getting, you're talking about Canadians. Well, no, yeah, please. but it, if if Sami Zayn is in Mo- is in Canada as the biggest babyface, and Cody's still getting a positive reaction, I don't see what other proof we need of Cody's still going to be over at Mania. Right. So the way you can keep Sami involved with the main event, think about it. Roman always has help when retaining the title because of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Not saying it; it can happen. Cody might beat him fairly, but what if the ref goes down, Sammy comes down, Haluva kicks Roman into a crossroads, and then that's how Cody beats Roman. I does that ruin the does that ruin Cody's moment of glory, or is that justification finally for Roman always having the bloodline help him retain? I'm going to take that patchy and I think make it better because I do think it does take away a little bit. Instead of Sammy getting involved with Roman, Sokoa comes down to try to get involved. Sammy takes him out, just mm-hmm. evens the odds, and then lets Cody take care of Roman. Well, what about That's, the Usos? Well, I think the Usos, after their tag match, should be back. They should be questioning the whole bloodline thing. You know what I mean? Or Roman snaps at them for losing the tag titles and says, you two stay the hell here. I'm only trusting Sokoa at this point. Something like that. So I think you have Sokoa come out. Sami Zayn neutralizes Sokoa. So it's not gifting Cody the win, but it's evening the odds against the bloodline. You saw also Paul Heyman too. Right. But I mean, Paul Heyman. Well, Paul Heyman's going to get involved. You know that. Paul, yeah. Paul Heyman's going um, after Brandy, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I do want Brandy Rhodes involved. Ooh, that'd be, I think that's a risk, honestly, but, but we'll see. Um, but I think what's also brilliant about this whole thing is that Insane said it perfectly on the Raw after Chamber, which is the last thing we'll talk about, is that, and this is what something that I always noticed too, is that this whole thing it wasn't about the championship. It was just saying Zayn wants to take down the bloodline. He does not care about the title right now, which obviously you should, but the this story is so big and Roman and, and the Usos are so big. Is His sole goal is I want to take down the bloodline. So it's never been about the championship. So for him to just win the titles here, I think it'd be a premature end of this. It's like, Roman has to be on the edge of like a breakdown with the bloodline. That's when Zayn gets his revenge. And he's gonna be like, yes, now I'm coming in for the killing blow. Um, I am killing off the bloodline, basically. That to me is what should be done here. Mm-hmm. So, 
All right, so that wraps up our review. Anything else you guys wanted to mention real quick before we sign off? <laughs> well, oh, you did know. you get? Oh, well, you. What'd you give it, Allison? I'm giving it a five. And by the way, watch the documentary that that talked about Sammy Zayn. I did not realize that person who I thought was his kid. He actually is not his kid. He has a little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, and just before you watch that match, watch the promo that Ariel Hawani narrates about like the history of Montreal sports. French kiss. It's it's perfect. Uh, one of the best, honestly, to me, it's on par with like Brian's monster video or uh, my way from Mania X seven. Like it is that damn good for like a pro, like a video package before a match. Oh, it's perfect. To think, uh, to, to think Sammy almost won something in Canada before the Canadians. Yeah, right. Oh God! I had to throw a cheap, cheap shot at Noah. For yeah, whatever. But it's just that that line where he says, "Sammy Zayn comes in tonight with the whole city of Montreal behind him." It's like, mm, mm. perfect, just absolute perfection. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Society Network. Make sure you check out the website, www.thesportssocietynetwork.com, for all of our podcasts, for great blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles, and for Lawrence Patchman Lang and Allison Weiner. I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.